you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Hey everyone, this is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. I've been needing a quick getaway with my family, and the 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe is the perfect vehicle to take us there. It has standard third row seating, so I'm able to pack my entire family, plus pets, in the car while also having enough room for our camping essentials. Available H-Track all-wheel drive will get us through any dirt trails, and available dual wireless charging pads will ensure we never have to worry about getting stuck with a dead phone in the middle of nowhere. Visit HyundaiUSA.com. Or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Had enough of those supplements that leave you feeling nothing? Symbiotica is your solution to great-tasting all-natural supplements that actually work. Crafted with premium plant-based ingredients, their products have no seed oils, fillers, or artificial nonsense. It's just pure goodness in every pouch. Try them out and actually feel the difference today. Visit Symbiotica.com and use code IHEART for 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Again, that's 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Go to Symbiotica.com. That's C-Y-M-B-I-O-T-I-K-A dot com. And now, Move the Sticks with Daniel Jeremiah and Bucky Brooks. What's up, everybody? DJ Bucky here, Move the Sticks. And Buck, man, we've got a, a fun episode today, one of our favorite guests, and we've got some interesting things to, to talk about in terms of what's going on in the football world. Yeah, Michael Vick joins the show, and obviously, uh, with everything going on with the revolution at quarterback, to talk about one of the pioneers at the position in terms of the dual-threat quarterback, uh, we're going to pick his brain on a bunch of different things related to quarterbacking, including a little conversation that it will touch on what Tua could bring to the Miami Dolphins. Yeah, I think you guys are going to enjoy this conversation. Um, look, somebody that I, I would say, I don't know where you are, Buck, if you're talking about just who threw the prettiest ball, um, he throws a beautiful ball, Mike Vick. It looks a little different coming out from the left side, but, man, it is it is beautiful. DJ, I can't tell you how much um, I used to uh, love watching Michael Vick play. In fact, I was working with the Carolina Panthers when he was playing for the Atlanta Falcons. And, look, when, when you're a scout, you're not supposed to – fawn over other people's players but um when i would have sundays he's the only guy that i told people that i would pay money to go see because 
the Michael Vick experience when he was young and in his prime, it was nothing like anything that I had seen in the National Football League. You're talking about a guy who who legitimately was a thousand yard runner um, at quarterback who had four three speed, was the fastest guy on the planet, but also had A plus arm talent. Unique individual, unique player. Uh, he was our nemesis at Carolina. We just could not stop him. He he broke our hearts time after time again. And so tremendous amount of respect for Michael Vick and what he brought to the table as a player. Yeah, we'll get to that conversation in just a minute. I think you guys will enjoy that one. But before we do that, Buck, there's lots of breaking news coming out as we're recording this. And by the time you listen to this, there's probably this list could be a lot longer. It could include, you know, quarterbacks, who knows? But right now we are seeing I would say, what, about a dozen or so players have decided to take the option to opt out of the upcoming season uh, for health reasons, either for their own personal safety, maybe they have a a newborn child or or a family member, um, but for whatever reason, they've decided to opt out of the season. Now, uh, there's some key players. Look at Eddie Goldman, one of of the better Mm -hmm. defensive linemen, uh, interior defensive linemen, good player for the Bears. Uh, Michael Pierce, who was kind of the Vikings uh, replacement for what they lost up front along their defensive front. So you end up losing a big time body. They tried to replace him with Michael Pierce. Uh, now he's opted out. The Patriots have lost a whole host of guys. They have six Patriot players, Patrick Chung, Dante Hightower, who's the big name there. Marcus Cannon, who's a starter at tackle, Brandon Bolden, running back, uh, Dan, Danny Vitale, the fullback, a lot of guys there for the Patriots. But I just want to get your thoughts on this. Obviously, we respect the guys' decisions to protect themselves, protect their families, and I think that's, you know, be smart about this thing. This is, this is uh, you know, it's a difficult time. It's a scary time. So get that. Uh, make sure that's understood. We understand why they're doing that. But man, this is a challenge if you're a team builder. Uh, when you kind of set your roster in motion and know you're going to have some injuries along the way, you got to deal with that. But you can't imagine if you're Nick Cesario and Bill Belichick, you anticipated six guys uh, opting out of the season. Yeah, this is a tricky situation. Uh, it's one, I have a tremendous amount of respect for the guys electing to opt out. Um, I think it's one of the more selfless acts that they can do um, to give up, I mean, in some cases, significant salary to opt out and preserve the, the health and well-being of the family. Uh, that's something that we shouldn't make light of. Also, if you're noticing, a lot of big guys, some of the big guys may mm-hmm. have uh, pre-existing conditionings with their their size and some of the things that can come along with that. And so for them to step away, Marquise Goodwin and Dante Hightower having newborns, Patrick Chun having babies either newly born or on the way to make those sacrifices for your family is something that I think we all can relate to. But from a team building standpoint, I mean, this is like having one of your star players suffer an injury on the first day or two of camp. And now you're in scramble mode trying to figure out how are we going to fill a position that we had already checked off the box? And if you're the Patriots, six guys being out, I mean, that, that, that really changes the dynamic of your squad going forward. Yeah, and the challenging thing is, you know, I got to go back and, 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 uh, and look this up in terms of the rules. Maybe you can help me out on this. But to me, I understand it. If you have a pre-existing condition, then the contract, you opt out, the contract tolls, right? So the yes. contract picks up next year as if this year didn't happen. Um, so everything gets moved into the future years. You talk about the difficulty of managing a salary cap, which we assume is probably going to go down a little bit due to the lost revenue. And now maybe certain numbers you thought would not be on the books are going to be on the books. It, it Man, it, again, it's just it's a complicated time we're in. But this is just another area, another impl- another uh, important thing you're going to have to try and navigate. Yes, yeah, another thing you have to navigate. And um, man, you're a general manager. That's kind of why you get paid the big bucks, because you have to have 
plans on plans on plans. And you have to have a plan for dealing with this and also dealing with it while massaging the camp, the, the salary cap um, that will be reduced next year. Tremendous challenge. And for those contracts that told, it, it, it certainly plays a part of the puzzle because you may have been having expectations for having a guy for 2020, but you didn't have those same expectations exactly. for having them in 2021. Now, what do you do with that contract that is on the books? Uh, you didn't get the benefit of getting into production this year. Do you still want the production next year? Tricky. I mean, it, it, very, very tricky team building, building for the day while also understanding what's ahead tomorrow. You think we're headed towards um, maybe somewhat of where baseball is and salary cap wise. And they don't have a salary cap in baseball, but just salary structure wise, where you almost they're kind of moving towards eliminating the middle class buck. You think we're headed there with football where you're going to have your stars making big money and then you're not going to be paying that seven, eight million dollar contract. Anybody you're going to be you're going to be trying to save that money with those types of players on, on rookie deals. I mean, we kind of already at that point. We've been at that point. I want to say in 2011, it kind of made it where it was the the haves and the have nots. Mm -hmm. uh, you had a lot of big money players and then you had young guys or you had guys playing on minimum deals. I think that will continue to be the way that people look at it. I also think shorter deals will come into play. Instead of really putting yourself on the hook for three, four, five years, you may see more short-term deals where you, you're operating in a very fluid situation. I think it's interesting, particularly with a guy like Matt Rule coming in, the NFL may move towards more of a college, a collegiate model where you're just mm -hmm. constantly turning over guys and turning over young players and your ability to win will be based upon primarily your ability to develop the young players, to get them up to speed quickly so they can step into the league, get on the field. And that's a challenge. That's going to be a challenge for a lot of coaches in this league. You know, it's kind of the, the thing that only gets talked about during draft time. But as we're looking at the forecast of, of what the league is going to look like and what the challenge is going forward, Buck, have compensatory picks ever been more valuable? I mean, you think about that. You, you end up drafting well, drafting well enough that you can allow players to leave via free agency, knowing you have players on the roster that can help replace them. But then that, in turn, uh, gets you a third, fourth, fifth round pick uh, once they sign elsewhere. Man, you can start. Look, the, the best, the Ravens have done it for a long time. They're all constantly getting those three, four uh, comp picks every year. The Patriots have done it a lot, too, in getting comp picks. Every year, I feel like we talk about comp picks during the spring. Um, but now as you look at the salary cap situation going forward, man, th those are free starters getting thrown in your lap. Yeah, there could be a bunch of free starters being start thrown in your lap. And uh, now more than ever, it is weird, right? Because the industry, the scouting industry is in a weird spot. It's in a weird spot because of the money and the money will suggest to some owners, hey, why do we need those scouts uh, when we're doing everything virtually and the like? However, Teams need those scouts now more than ever to be able to discover those young, cheap players that can be acquired on those compensatory picks or in later rounds. I think scouts are more valuable now than they've ever been. They have to be given the opportunity to find those players, and you have to have people that see value in that. So this is a time where general managers need to really fight for their area scouts, their lower-level college scouts, because those guys are really going to be important in the process. Maybe not in 2020, but 2021, 2022, 2023, you're going to need those guys on board. Can I give you an idea uh, free of charge? 
for uh, the competition committee to at least consider. And that is say we're both, look, we want to be optimistic about the college football season, but it doesn't look great, right? It doesn't look great currently with the challenges they're going to face. Let's just assume doomsday, right? Worst case scenario, there is no college season. So we've talked about these guys are all going to start training for the draft. They're going to have months and months and months to train and get ready. Um, the rules as it stands right now, scouts are not allowed to go watch these guys work out at their individual mm-hmm. facilities. You can't. Yeah. You, you can't. You got to wait to see them at the combine. But that's when you have the opportunity to see them all through the fall. What if if you have some of these training facilities where you have a ton of guys working out, which is what we're going to have, right? There's going to be some of these places you're going to have. You know, they'll do it in different groups so they can socially distance and all that stuff. But you're going to have probably 40, 50 guys uh, each at about five or six different training facilities. The other ones you might work with their school or different places, but there's big clumps of players going to be in a handful of locations to give the scouts who can't get out on the road to see these guys who are not at college, give them an opportunity to go watch these guys work out a little bit. To me, I think that's, it gives the scouts involved. It gives them something to do to get out and, and do that locally. They don't have to fly on a plane or anything. Then it gives those players a chance to be seen who haven't been seen at all during the fall. I'm going to give you a free idea. I'm going to give you a free idea. I'm going to give you a free idea under the premise of making it move distincts LLC. Okay. I think the thing that could really pop, that would really be successful, it has been done before, but this is when it really would work. And that would be regional combines. If Mm -hmm. you and I were to put and stage six combines all over the country for these guys to work out and to be able to invite scouts to come in, I think you have an opportunity to get around those guys, see them early, have the one-on-one conversations. And if you think about just putting it in six different locations strategically across the country, I think you can have an opportunity to get these guys seen, to get them interviewed, to do some of the light testing that you want done, the 40s, the shuttles, and some of those things. And then you can still have the big combine where your A1 level guys go. But the regional combines that are kind of open for everybody in that area, I think those things could be very, very significant. Yeah, I like it. Um, to me, I, even if even if you didn't run 40s, even if you just went out there and went through kind of like a normal combine mm-hmm. workout, you know, but just maybe if they don't want to run 40s because they still want to train and work on that, they can wait on that. But just, you know, we want to see the body types. We want to get the height, the weight, and we want to see the guys move around. Um, you don't necessarily have to get a 40 time on them, but that would be really valuable for scouts to get to see these guys who they might not, you know, see for over a year in terms of football action. I mean, that, and, and that's the thing. And, and I don't necessarily need to see him do all of the combine drills. I would like to take the DBs out and just see him backpedal, turn, flip. That's what I'm talking uh, about. Yeah. Drill, basic field stuff. drills, field drills, not the what? testing drills. I just yeah. want the height, the weight. Give me the yeah. height, weight. Give me some field drills. Yeah, linebackers, I just want to see you move around. D, D line, offensive lineman, kick step and, and all this stuff. I think there's a way that the NFL may have to change a little bit if they're not able to get college games, if we're not able to see the all-star games. And those things, I mean, I don't know how the all-star games will exist. Um, we'll see how that works. But, yes, it's a challenging time. I think you're going to have to think out of the box when it comes to evaluating players just cycle around. Yeah, so throw that idea in the idea bucket there. Um, uh, we're, 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 no we no charge either. Very nice of us not I mean, to we, charge. If we can get some funding, we can get some funding, some guys that kind of investors want to kind of – uh, put up for some of that stuff. I don't mind slapping the brand on there and kind of going and out. Move, and the six com- move the six regional combines. <laughs> yes. It's it's MTS, otherwise known as MTSRCs. You know, <laughs> yeah, we're just, we got MTSRC you know, this just, week. Just, yep. just get on the road. I don't mind driving. I don't mind time to taking it back. We can go to Arizona. We can drive up to the Pacific Northwest and take care of some yep. of those things in the Midlands 
area. Texas, Texas, Texas and West will cover. Uh, <laughs> we, we might farm out the responsibilities in the Northeast and in the Southeast. We, we, we have to get somebody to help us out yeah, there. We, we, can, we can have some guys help us out. And then that Atlanta combine in the Southeast, uh, we certainly can get that done. Yeah, piece of cake. Uh, anyways, let's let's get to our to the star of the show here, and that's uh, a good friend of the program, Michael Vick, who was kind enough to join us and spend some time uh, with us. This is uh, a conversation we enjoyed. I hope you guys enjoyed as well. Here's our chat with Michael Vick. All right, Buck, excited to welcome back our next guest to the show, Michael Vick, joining us here. And uh, everybody knows Mike's story: number one overall pick, multiple years as a Pro Bowl quarterback in this league. And Mike, before we get to the football. Uh, I want to know what's going on on the links, man, because I understand that uh, you've carried over that success from the football field over to the golf course. Yeah, well, you know, um, definitely won my first golf tournament a couple weeks ago, and that felt good. Um, felt <laughs> like I had arrived, and, you know, it was just a cool moment, a moment I never thought I would have in sports. So, I mean, I thought the quarterback was, position was hard. Playing golf is even worse. So, um, you know, but I love the talent. I love the company competition that I face when I go out there, man. And I just, you know, I just have a good time doing it, man. And Lynx is my sanctuary. You know, Mike, in, in thinking about that, like what are some of the things that you've been able to take from the football world to apply to your game? Uh, I think the, the concentration part of it, um, just knowing that in order to go out and have a good round, then you have to pay attention to everything that's going on around you. You know, one slip up leads to a bogey. You know, you slip up too much and it's a double, and then you got the triples on the card, and your chances of shooting in the 70s go way out the window. So when I play the game, I'm always aiming to shoot in the 70s. Always want to limit my mistakes, and especially when I'm going against competition. I need people out there. I need somebody pushing me, maybe a bet here and there to just get me going, and that, that's what I've always thrived on, uh, the competitive part of the game and, and the competition that, it's on the, on the other side. Well, Mike, last time I saw you in person, I was visiting uh, Chiefs training camp. You know, we go back to when we were in the, in the Philadelphia Eagles organization at the same time. But saw you down yeah. there uh, helping Coach Reed out and had a rookie quarterback at that point in time. I know you spent some time around. It turns out uh, that rookie quarterback ended up being a pretty darn good player. Yeah, man. Uh, I seen it at first, at first glance, uh, firsthand. Um, he was very special. I always think about the way he threw the ball on the run. And I always looked at him and said, if I could only throw the ball like that on the run, how much better of a quarterback I would have been. And people probably would question that because when they think back over the course of my career, I probably threw the ball really well on the run. But it's a difference. When you chase some perfection, you know the difference. And when I see, what I seen in Patrick was that not only did he have the accuracy to make those throws, like he – he had the wherewithal to know what guys were set around the receiver. So the defenders didn't matter. It was about all, all about his ball placement. And he put the ball in the perfect spot every time, regardless if he was going to his left or his right. And instantly I was like, that's a superstar. Once he learns what to do and how to do it in the moment, he just needs some experience. And once he got it, nothing surprised me you know, versus what I've seen in, in training camp. You know, Mike, you have a unique perspective because not only did you see Pat Mahomes, you've been coached by Andy Reid. Why does this yeah. matchup work so well? The one thing I know about Andy Reid is that he loves to attack downfield. He's going to put a lot of pressure on the defense, and you're going to have to cover his receivers. And nine times out of ten, there's four or three guys running at you. Check the track record. It's going to be fast guys coming at you. I'm talking about full throttle. And um, 
you know, Patrick understands, you know, what those concepts are. You know, the areas of the defense that he can make the throw and beat the defense. The areas of the field that the defenders can't cover, even in the secondary, and those guys are athletic. So uh, their message through um, Andy's play calling. Uh, yeah, I want to go back to, to your time real quick with the Eagles, Mike. And you talk about being able to push the ball vertically down the field like Coach Reed loves to do. I would love to know. I want to say it was the Redskins on the road. Uh, first play of the game, you're backed up, and you hit, I think it was Deshaun. I think it was pretty sure it was Deshaun mm-hmm. on a deep Jack. post. I would love to know, wh- when, when was that installed during the week? And then when, how early on did you know, oh, man, th- this we got him? I didn't know that play was going to be the first play of the game until the night before the game. Um, and then I'll take that back. Maybe me and Andy talked about it because he used to always just hit me to what he was thinking. He'll tell me on Thursday, I'm thinking about starting with this play. I'm thinking about starting with this concept. What do you think? You know, he wants your input. And if you like it, nine times out of ten is a go. So I knew maybe a day before that that play was going to be the play. I didn't know it was going to be executed uh, the way it was because it's a bunch of things that can happen. Uh, you might have to go to another progression, another read. Um, the defense might play something totally different. So to envision that that play was going to work the way it did, I would have never thought. And then it was a little fire before the game with Deshaun and Landry getting into an altercation, uh, which had nothing to do with me, I might add. But you know, I just happened to be a guy who had to deal with the opposition coming, so I always try to defuse those little issues. But it led to Deshaun running a lot faster than he probably would have. And uh, I thought I overthrew it. I thought I overthrew it, and it, it dropped right into the the perfect spot, man. So I learned that day, never question one of Andy's play calls and never think that you can outthrow Deshaun Jackson. <laughs> I love it. So so it's, it's funny, Mike, because I'm a little jealous because back in the day on Madden, I used to play with you. You were a cover athlete at one time, and you were really celebrated for being a revolutionary at the quarterback position. When they're in yeah. Baltimore, there's another guy that's being celebrated in Lamar Jackson. Early on, you were able to identify him as a special player. What about him makes him so special? And why were you able to see that very, really early when he was in college? Well, first, he's just fun to watch. Like, you know, when Lamar coming into a game, you're going to get some things that you don't normally see. That's first and foremost. And watching him at Florida State, that game, so I happened to have a Saturday where I could just relax and watch some college football. You know, I caught Lamar Jackson because I've been hearing about how good he was and how dynamic of a player he had become. Seeing him just dismantle Florida State, and I'm like, that's not easy to do. You know, this is one of the top-tier teams in, in college football, and they just don't get ran through uh, by anyone. And, and I, I had to go through extremes to make something happen against Florida State. Like, I was physically and mentally exhausted you know, going through that process. And then he just made it look so easy and just effortless. And he just breezed through the defense and everything they called. He looked like he was enjoying the play calling. He's like, give me more, give me more. And then next thing you know, they scored like 52 points. And I'm like, that just happened against Florida State. Like, that don't happen to Florida State, man. So instantly in my mind, I'm, I'm thinking about what this guy's going to look like when he touched the NFL. And I know what it's like to have, you know, uncanny ability you know, unlike, you know, some others, you know, where you can do some different things. And he was able to make it look different. And I just seen that this was going to happen in the NFL in a couple of years. I called it back then. I'm not going to continue to say that. You know, I don't know why I said that he was better than me at the time, but I felt it. You know, and uh, he's proven it 
And, you know, a thousand yards later in one season, like early, broke my records and everything. He's proven that he's going to be one of the greater quarterbacks to ever play the game. Yeah, I mean, we had you on. We talked about it. And you, I think you even used the phrase. Actually, hold on. I, I, we have the tape because I want to roll the tape back so you can hear what you said. Because you referenced it a little bit. We're going to roll the tape here. Let's roll the tape. What was your impression the first time you saw him on the field? Yeah, well, I, I had heard about Lamar on several occasions. And that was the first day I was actually in the house on a Saturday uh, watching college football. And I happened to catch Louisville and Florida State. And I could not believe what I had seen. Uh, I could not believe the things that he was able to do. It was a spitting image of me. And the only thing that came to my mind was this kid was is five times better than what I was when I was at Virginia Tech. And, and, See, and not, you know only, not only did you say it, you, you were on that. You were on it early, and you, re, you recalled exactly what you were watching now back then. Well done, Mike. Thank you. Thank you. The man came out the game and didn't break a sweat. I'm on the sideline exhausted after what I tried to accomplish against Florida State. He's on the sideline partying with his boys, and they swagged up on the sideline like, like it was nothing. I'm like, oh, they're about to win the national championship. They're never going to lose a game again. And that's just all I could think of at the time, man. It, it was just beautiful to watch a game um, where a guy went out and just played with so much uh, finesse and, and the smarts. Uh, throughout the course of a game, uh, you know, for four quarters, man. It was just a beautiful thing to see, and I could watch that over and over and over again. And what, Mike, I want to hit Mike? you up on, on one other thing here real quick, Buck. J- just the, the transition that you had from, from college to the NFL. Everybody talks about the speed and the change, and that's well yeah. documented. What about when we look at Lamar? Look, he's reigning MVP, but in the postseason hasn't gone as well. What, what's the difference between regular season football and postseason football? Well, you judge by the preseason, uh, without a doubt. Um, and I think Lamar's understanding that right now. He'll probably push and work hard to become that quarterback who can get his team over the hump. Um, but it, it's going to take a lot of effort, man. Uh, it, it's, it's a one-and-done situation. Like, it's, it's no tomorrow. You have to be mistake-free, pretty much. you got to create some offense and some mistake-free football. You know, your margin for error is very slim. And uh, as a quarterback, you have to take on that responsibility. And, and you learn through that process. You know, you grow – um, through that process, you know, my first playoff game, you know, I, I had some motivation. I psyched myself up. I had Brent Favre on the other side. I wanted to show Brent Favre how good I was. Uh, we was the underdogs, and uh, I, I just wanted a little respect from a guy who I idolized. And uh, you got to find some some significant meaning to make yourself play that much better. You know, you know, Mike, it's funny because you came at a time when you talk about respect and people respecting your game. Mobile athletic quarterbacks weren't necessarily respected or expected to have success in the league. But now when we look, Lamar Jackson, Pat Mahomes, Kyler Murray, uh, we have offensive coordinators that are really building systems to their talents. When you look at the game, what do you think about when you see these young athletic quarterbacks having success? Uh, I love the look at the game right now. I like the fact that these coaches are taking the guys and using their talent, and uh, which is going to make for more competitive football, some high-scoring football. And, uh, you know, it'll, it'll be exhausting for one or the other defense, you know. So, you know, whoever can't stop what the opposition is doing is going to be in trouble. But, you know, guys are going to be, you know, put in a position where they're going to have to earn their money. And these coordinators are watching a lot of college film. As long as you can get your team to understand what, you know, the primary focus is and the goal of the play is, you know, if you can get that accomplished, then you can run it against anybody, high school, college, or pro. So, 
it's not going to stop. These coaches are going to continue to use their talent, and rightfully so, because, you know, they'll be doing us a disservice if they didn't, and we'll probably be talking bad about them. So look, I just pray that they continue to do what they do and make the game, continue to make the game great the way it is. It's, it's made the game so much better. It's just a more enjoyable brand of football. It's, it's fun to watch. Yeah. It's explosive. Um, it's dynamic, and we enjoy it. You know, Mike, you're, you're a member of a very exclusive club, and I'm not talking about, you know, a Pro Bowl quarterback or somebody that was, you know, runner-up for the Heisman Trophy. I'm talking about left-handed quarterbacks. There are not yeah. many of you guys out there. We got a new one now in the club with Tua Tonga-Vailoa uh, coming into the NFL. This guy upside is going to be um, tremendous, and for the Miami Dolphins, you know, to finally have somebody they say we can invest in for the next, you know, five years, you know, because I'll give them five years. You know, I'm not talking two years with Tua or three years. Give him a coach, have somebody work with him, make take three years for him or four years for him. Don't give up on this guy. He's a tremendous talent. That's fascinating stuff, Mike. Look, you've been uh, you've been very generous with your time today. I appreciate that. But as, as scouts, what we're always doing, we're always, you know, you're always watching players, you're, you're grading skills, and then you're trying to yeah. rank players. So as you go, I'm going to ask you to, to do some ranking for us here. I love what you guys here. do, by the way. I love that. Love oh, dude, you, I appreciate that, Mike. That means a lot, Thanks, man. We Mike. appreciate that. No doubt. But now I'm going to put you on the spot. So you got to rank yeah. three things here. I've got three options for you. I need you to rank them from, from top to bottom. We've got Michael Vick off the tee. We've got Michael Vick chipping, and we've got Michael Vick putting. So rank those uh, top to bottom there. Michael Vick off the tee. I don't miss fairways. Okay. And I'm not exaggerating. And I'm not, you know, I'm not, um, you know, I'm not boasting about it. But I'm very proud of it. I got better as a chipper, and I learned that getting closer to the hole, you know, on that third shot, if you don't hit the green, you know, in, in regulation, I'm getting a little closer. I can make that five to six footer. And I would say number three is putting because, um, you know, I tend to miss these way too much. And you know when the heat is on and you're you playing against a guy and you, you're knocking him around a little bit, he's going to give you that little three or four foot. He's going to make you fight out. <laughs> <laughs> so you, yeah, sometimes that's a problem with that area. So I'm trying to get better in it. Hopefully people I, I play with, you know, give you more gimmicks, man. So I'm trying to get the close so I can get more gimmicks. Well, hey, man, you already got your first golf trophy up on the mantle, so you're off to you're off to a good start there, man. We're going to let yeah. you go so you can work on your putting game, bro. Thank you, man. Appreciate it. Well, Buck, he loves his golf, man, and he's, he's pretty darn good at it. You can imagine he's probably got a sweet swing. I mean, come on. Left-handed, you know it's a, probably a big, long, loping uh, swing that just – the ball just jumps off the driver's head when he makes contact. Uh, it's funny that he's able to acknowledge his woes, are, are the ones that, that everyone needs patience and discipline dealing with, chipping and putting. And, I mean, that's that's the part of it. Like the drive, you pull out the driver maybe 14 times in a round, but, man, chips and putts, that's where all the scoring is. You got to spend more time shooting layups. You got to get the putting yeah. the putting down. Get the putting. He down. can self. He's self scouted though. You know, I gave him the opportunity. He's he's very aware of, of his shortcomings, where he needs to get better. Uh, and by the way, very cool of him to say he's uh, he's a fan of the show. That was uh, it's always cool when you find out different people that listen. And we hear about owners, and you hear about GMs, scouts, coaches. Yeah. Uh, it, it's neat when you get guys that you grew up kind of watching and uh, having a lot of respect for on the field, like Michael Vick, that tell you they enjoy the show. That's pretty cool. Yeah, really, really cool. I'm, I'm look at. Now that he told me that he has a tough time with some of those gimmies, if we ever did get on the course, there's no gimmies. No layups. No, no, yeah. He just exposed no Anybody that listens yeah, to this that plays with him is never going to give him a putt. Yeah, we're doing the Pat Riley rule. No layups. 
Put that out. Put them all out. And put it all out. Yeah, I don't have Anthony Mason to go after him, but I can I can still force him to put out that three footer. Uh, uh, that's so good. Well, it was great to catch up with him, man. Uh, anything else you want to add before we jump out of here, Buck? No, man, it's fun. It's a great week. Like we're getting close, man. Everyone reporting to camp. Hopefully, hopefully yeah. we, we can make sure the protocols work and do it. But man, we're getting one step closer to being able to see football this fall. That'd be great. Yeah, fingers are crossed on that one. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. I know there's a lot of excitement around the league. Uh, hopefully we get this thing underway. All right. Well, that's going to do it for us today. Again, I do want to encourage everybody, as uh, we did on the last episode, if you haven't already, go on Apple Podcasts and leave us a little rating and review on there. Uh, trying to get some feedback there. Let us know what you think. We do appreciate it. And if you have a question for us, drop it in there, uh, and we'll do our best on an upcoming episode to answer as many of those questions as we can. Uh, but that's going to do it for us today. Uh, thank you guys so much for, for being with us. We'll catch you next time right here on Move the Sticks. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. You know that feeling when you walk into your home, take a deep breath, and feel new? Well, that's what it's like to use Clorox Sentiva. Because Clorox Sentiva smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy. It'll elevate any cleaning routine to not just clean, but also make every room smell like a tropical coconut getaway. Discover how Clorox Sentiva's powerful clean and refreshing scents can transform your space. Get yours in coconut or other fabulous scents at a nearby retail store. I'm so excited to tell you JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. What I love about Walker Hayes is his laid-back nature. He's a family man and being a country megastar while also having seven kids. You know he likes to keep his style cool and casual. This new collection is perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. 
It's easy to wear, affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. 